Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Today, we're discussing the dreaded F word. The one most people hate to hear in everyday conversation and tend to avoid. You know, the one that many of us were taught was impolite to use in a crowd. In my house, however, the F word is an almost daily discussion topic. We're weird that way, I guess. I should probably clarify that the F word I'm talking about is finances, in case your mind was in the gutter and you had a different one in mind. Oh, not fiddle farting? No. Oh, gosh. If you don't know that, I, please, please, marketing department, include that video somewhere. Link it, please. Um, so to, to help you understand, we did a, a radio show forever ago where one of our owners, Janet, who is known for not being someone who uses explicit language, used the phrase fiddle fart. But our dear marketing department bleeped it out where it looked like she was using a different word. So if you can find that, find it. It's awesome. Anyway, study after study has shown us that many people feel very uncomfortable discussing their finances openly. Some studies have even indicated that people find it more taboo than discussing sex. I think Dave Ramsey once said we thought our parents didn't have money or sex. Turns out they had both. Um, so we're going to discuss some of the reasons this exists, why this taboo exists in the first place. Um, things that may be keeping you from sharing financial conversations, times when it makes sense to be open, and when silence may truly be golden because obviously not everybody needs to know all of our stuff. Yeah. So um, we, we're going to talk through that. And really the first step is tackling your financial thought life. Finances can evoke a lot of tough emotions for people. For many, it brings up thoughts of failure, um, insecurities. You know, What are some of the things that, that come to mind when you think about that mental uh, block that tends to happen. I think for a lot of folks, it, it kind of has a link towards, yeah, bad memories, maybe go, growing up without, without much, or uh, maybe just the, the lack in, in their lives. Uh, for others, it's fear of offending others, right? If they mm -hmm. grew up with a lot, maybe, and mm -hmm. they don't want to seem like they're being boastful about what they have, um, or maybe uh, being defensive. Mm -hmm. And I think for some, like you mentioned, they just don't want to come off as if they're bragging. And, right. you know, we've got a lot of clients who are, have been very successful, who've made great choices and they feel uncomfortable sharing it with others because they don't want to come off as if they think they know everything. Yeah. Um, so if you're dealing with negative thoughts, one thing we'd encourage you to, to really consider in the, our view is you can't control the past. You can mm -hmm. only control what you do going forward. So letting the past hold you back is not beneficial to your journey. For those negative thoughts, you know, those Having conversations in, in a healthy space, mm -hmm. in a healthy environment can be very healing. Mm -hmm. So I think just seeking the education on those topics is definitely something that, that uh, people that have those negative feelings should be looking for. And a, a little kind of tip that I read on a, a blog about mental health in general was say mm -hmm. things out loud that you're thinking. Oh. Sometimes thoughts when they're in our head feel really big and really um, true and important mm -hmm. But if we just say them out loud, we can realize how ridiculous they are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like saying something like, I'm just bad with money. Well, how do you know that compared to what? Mm -hmm. Are you really bad with money or have you just made a few bad decisions? I've had a bad day. Well, have you had a bad day or just a few bad moments? You know, things like that. Saying it out loud with a trusted person or just by yourself even might help you just get past that negativity mm -hmm. and move forward. Yeah, especially I think if it's something that has a strong hold on you, mm -hmm. you know, by, uh, by expressing it and, you know, having, uh, you know, somebody that is able to then 
uh, help you out in that area uh, helps to take away some of the, the power from that, uh, that specific thought. And are you killing it, but you feel like discussing it would be bragging? We'd encourage you, first check your heart, of course, because if you are bragging, not a great thing to do. But there may be peers around you who lack the financial education that you do and could benefit from that. Or maybe they just need to understand that financial independence is attainable. You know, we've talked about this so often, but there are people who have everyday jobs who retire with huge portfolios just by making day-to-day wise decisions. You don't have to be making $150,000, $100,000 a year to build your financial journey and reach financial independence. But for some, I think they feel like it's just unattainable. So why try? Yeah. And that's you true. have the opportunity to help them see that that's even possible for them. Yeah. And, and I think uh, it would truly be amazing if, you know, people that were in a, in a good situation like that uh, tried to think about the impact about of speaking about it or coming uh, to that topic from a place of humility. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of we can get into an area of kind of a social impact, right, mm-hmm. of, of our words and how we we discuss finances, because I think that could be uh, honestly a, a game changer or a, a kind of something that uh, sheds different light on the whole conversation and on the, that whole scenario and could turn you know, the F word into a more socially acceptable topic. Yes. I, you know that social media impacts you. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is being truly logical with themselves know there is an impact. It, it really changes how we view financial norms. I, I see this with my 16-year-old son. He uh, at one point was thinking that this high life that he sees these people living on Instagram is something that he should strive for even Mm -hmm. when that was never really on there. You set unrealistic expectations. People only share their highlight reels, which is getting better. I will say I'm seeing more and more of people sharing their ups and downs. But as a mom, I even feel this related to things I see other moms do, like when there are special days at school and I see these moms that have made these extravagant shirts or costumes for their kids. And I'm like, (laughs) I'll feel down on myself for a Mm. moment. And then I just have to be real about who I am. Mm. I just have different strengths. I have different time spend. So it's important to not let those things make you feel inadequate. If you see something and you go, man, I really, this is a character flaw that I need to change. That's one thing. But if it's trying to keep up with someone else's expectations that may not be built for you, mm-hmm. then shut that down and start working on fixing that. And there are specific steps you can take to beat that kind of pull to want to keep up with others. Yeah. And you can just start by starting small, you know, mm-hmm. and realizing that you're unique, that your situation is unique. You're not on the same journey as everybody else. So mm-hmm. why try to be like everybody else? Yeah, and take time to take stock. What truly matters to you? I mean, does it really matter to you that your kid has that fancy looking shirt for the school day or that your kid feels loved? Not that their kid doesn't. I'm not shaming those that do those things. Some people, that's just their, they get joy from doing that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you're failing just because you're not doing the same thing other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And then trying to be the solution. So again, maybe talking to the, the folks that are in a good situation uh, and we're just content, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, allowing that to then filter through in uh, in their social media, in their, in their interactions uh, to uh, to show more than just, you know, what the highlight reel is, but you know, just in, in a very genuine manner. Mm-hmm. The next thing that we're going to encourage you to consider in helping you overcome this block related to talking about finances is knowing your audience. So we're getting into the when to share, when not to share. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not everyone is ready to have a financial conversation with you. There are some people that their maturity or their stage of life puts them in a position, or maybe they're the kind of person that just their character 
is mm-hmm. not someone that would be coachable or comfortable with you doing that. Telling all your business is probably not prudent in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so some questions to consider when you're deciding if now is a good time to share finances or if this is someone that I can talk to about these topics. Does this person know your heart? Probably not best to share this with the person on the subway. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would, I'm weird. I have these conversations with random people all the We're time. We're also financial advisors. But this so. is what I do all day. <laughs> um, so yes. Uh, is my heart ready for this topic? So if you're concerned about whether you'll come off wrong, take stock in your own heart and make sure that you're not in a place of boastfulness or mm-hmm. of shame even. Because if you're trying to get advice and you're feeling shame, you may not be as receptive to that advice. Yeah. So one area that I have always just been very curious about and uh, want to learn from others because uh, this wasn't the situation for me is in the family circle, right? Mm -hmm. So especially within your family, having those candid conversations about finances are necessary in in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I think it helps to develop a, a very... Uh, mature worldview for for children yes and even in your marriage between husband and wife or your partner you Mm -hmm. have to be on the same page you can't take a journey together if you're not going to the same destination if you don't have the same goals and we're not saying that everything has to be your wants and desires have to be exactly the same but you need to have a consolidated plan because, you know, we know from watching couples, there's usually going to be someone whose tendency is to spend, mm-hmm. another person whose tendency is to save. My husband and I are kind of weird because we both have both tendencies, depending on what day it is. <laughs> um, you know, I can nice. I can splurge on my kids, but don't ask me to buy things for myself. Mm. And then he'll get these wild hairs where it's like, we need this. And I'm like, we have 32 of those. You know, so <laughs> we, we tend to kind of share both roles. Yeah. But that is not uncommon for there to be one person who has a tendency towards that. And having a consolidated plan can really benefit you in keeping you guys united in your marriage. Also, like you mentioned with kids, you know, my kids, I joke that there have been times where they felt like we were absolutely poor. But I'm always careful not to say we can't afford X, Y, Z, because that's that's the truth. I mean, there are things we can't afford, but my kids know better than to ask for them. Um, (laughs) But if my kids are like, hey, we want to go out to eat. And I'm like, well. We've got this other thing going on. If I do this, then I'm not going to be able to do that. Are you sure you want to? And usually they're like, oh, okay. Because usually the other thing is their sports. That has been the one thing. You know, my kids, uh, I'll be heading to Florida this week. So uh, we've got travel teams going on. But I'm always careful about wording it in a way that clarifies that what I'm doing is prioritizing our dollars. Because that's what I want them to learn. Yeah, I want them to learn from my example that there's a priority list to our spending and I kind of let my son live this out himself. So we, I mentioned we're going to Florida. Um, we leave today. We'll be there for several days for a soccer tournament. And he has spent just about every penny he has. And what he's going to find when we get there is that because he spent all of that, some of the activities he wanted to do when we get there will not be feasible for him. So this is going to be a good opportunity for him to learn that priority list in, uh, in action. So y'all pray for me <laughs> over yeah, the next week. Trade-offs. Um, but I think, you know, within your family, if things are not, discussed openly and honestly you're really missing out on an opportunity to train the next generation and to hold each other accountable yeah and you know i i think this is an area that i have actually learned a lot of as an advisor from you Mm -hmm. is uh in the way that you share your experiences with others good or bad Mm -hmm. right and that can really help others uh learn those those lessons uh in in a good way in kind of a healthy circle you know and i think if 
you know, in the workplace, if you've been with a company for a long time and you've had success with the employer plan, or even if you've made mistakes, but you kind of have a better grasp of it now, think about those new employees that are coming in the door. They're getting handed a packet. They probably know nothing about Mm -hmm. what that means. There's a lot of stuff in there and they've got like three days to return it, right? You have the opportunity to say, hey, let me take you under my wing. Let me show you something. Here's what the match is. I'd encourage you to do this. And here's why. Here's been my experience. You know, let them know. There are people, we have successful Mm -hmm. clients who have lived through 2008. Mm -hmm. And this past year, we've got clients who have never been through any time where the market was really down for a sustained period that are struggling a little more, some of them. Just imagine if they had somebody who'd been through 2008 to go, hey, I know it feels big, but you're going to be okay. That sort of stuff has a great impact on their success. And I have a a client who just recently we were talking and I remembered a conversation that he told me about. He and his wife, they say themselves, they made every mistake you can make. I will tell you, they have made a turnaround over the last six years and they are in great shape. Mm -hmm. They really buckled down, got rid of debt, started aggressively uh, contributing to their employer plans. Mm -hmm. And he noticed some of his old habits in his son. Mm -hmm. And he noticed that he had been trading in vehicles and accumulating debt. And he had a, he sat him down, he took him to lunch and he sat him down and he said, listen, son, we've got to stop. And let me explain to you why. And he shared his journey. Wow. He said his son went the next day and sold his truck. He called him from the dealership and said, Hey dad, I need you to come pick me up (laughs) and got a vehicle that he could afford for cash. And his son is also my client now and is doing phenomenally. He's going to be able to pay cash for a house Mm. here in the next uh, month or so. And they have, he and his bride made it a priority to really control their spending while they were young because they Mm -hmm. learned from this conversation what that impact is. If he had never taken the time, though, to stop and go, bud, you can't keep doing this and here's why. And if his son had not been receptive to that, just think about the trajectory he was on and where he is now. He totally redirected his financial journey. Yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that that's going to be the outcome every single time, right? right? Because, you know, you're not going to be able to communicate perfectly every time. And then that's, it's also not going to be able to be received well every time. The times that do work, uh, it matters and it's important and it's worth it. Yes. So it's time for our two cents. Mark, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. So the F word we know can be (laughs) a very taboo topic, uh, but we certainly don't think it makes sense uh, to share every detail of, you know, your journey with the world, but you do have... I would say, maybe not everybody agrees, but the responsibility to encourage others and to build Mm -hmm. unity by uh, discussing this openly in a way that builds others up. Yes, and discussing your finances is part of a healthy relationship with your financial advisor too. It isn't just about rate of return. It's about building a relationship that gets you to and through retirement, walking you through every step of your financial journey as you work towards financial independence. And if you don't have someone that you feel openly and confident about sharing your highs and your lows, then it may be time to find someone that you can because that relationship is so critical. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for joining us on Talking Sense today. If you haven't already, check out our last episodes that we've got um, about financial education and dive into the topics that matter to you so that you can grow towards your financial independence. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors. And that means disclosures. 
You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jimwalk Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.